Ladies and gentlemen, comes. can I please have your attention? I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Now, live from Chicago, the Hal Sparks radio program mega worldwide. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Hal Sparks, your comedian and multimedia personality. All out of bubblegum. All sparks. Do this. Um, well, welcome everybody to uh, what is effectively a, I, I guess, the mid-year holiday of January 6th. It's going to be an ongoing thing now. There's, uh, um, in, in response to June 19th becoming a thing, the Trump fans of the world have launched a, a Sept 18 in response to what uh, people like Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene and even Donald Trump himself are referring to as uh, political detainees um, uh, from that attacked police and and uh, and other first responders on uh, January sixth, and of course uh, broke into the Capitol and tried to uh, upend democracy and reinstall their loser, I mean presidential candidate who failed. Um, and uh, those folks, the ones, uh, the thousands that stormed the Capitol that day, stood out on the steps, uh, uh, defiling the place, uh, even in, indeed trampling one of their own, who had uh, apparently succumbed to some sort of. Uh, I what do we know? Do we know a full report on it? Last I heard was an overdose uh, that occurred, and the trampling contributed to her death. Thank you, Hal Vickery, for the super chat. We are live streaming at infotainmentwars.com, and of course. At our uh, at twitch.tv slash Sparks, where using Amazon Prime you can uh, you can subscribe and it won't cost you a dime. I'm just saying. Anyways, um, t- right now they are all gathering, and when I say all, I mean mostly reporters. Um, they are all gathering on the grounds of the area they're allowed to be on the grounds near the Capitol, and um, we have now got. Let's see. I I would argue at this point. Um, we, you know, it'd be loved. To, it'd be lovely if we had a, a huge reach on the show where we could check in with a, a correspondent on the ground. But it seems from all the footage I've been looking at that there are more reporters and photographers than there are protesters. And I, I, I would argue at this point that perhaps we have a camera problem more than an insurrection problem. <laughs> um, it's uh. You know, obviously the police are taking every precaution this time. And when the police take every precaution, uh, criminals who would normally, you know, feel like they have free reign uh, tend to dial it back a touch, tend to tap the brakes. And that seems to be what's happening. Even uh, former guy Trump released a a, a pro-Jan 6 detainee against the Biden regime statement as if they are all collectively one Alexei Navalny. All those folks, uh, he, he wrote, a, 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 I guess, a, a document of support for those folks. And, uh, and and even still, none of his kin are showing up. They, there don't seem to be any of the speeches. I don't know that Rudy Giuliani is wandering around anywhere. Although, um, if, if you are at January 6th, uh, the Justice for J6 rally, and you have a 15-year-old daughter, I would uh, keep her close if Rudy is nearby. Um, there are... They've obviously set up, um, you know, uh, the the gates are back. The the big fencing is back at the Capitol. An ugly sight and a sad sight in a democracy, but necessary sometimes uh, because, hey, you know, democracies can be n- messy sometimes. Some of the people in the democracy might 
in the exercising of their individual rights to express themselves might go beyond the legal level, uh, the legal limit of that expression, and uh, set fire to things and uh, break things, which was a thing apparently that the Republicans were complaining about all last year. All last year, we heard about how that that every protest was a riot and every riot was the fault of the protest, even though we know full well that especially in Oakland and, and the San Francisco area and others, uh, St. Louis, I believe, uh, there are direct cases linking Boogaloo Boys to instigating violence in the hope that if they... Um, if they were violent towards police officers, if they threw projectiles or they fired projectiles at them, that the police would respond with violence, therefore causing the crowd to respond with more violence and then spark a civil war that they've been girding for for a long time. Um, I think ever since uh, they were conceived by the Manson family on the Spawn Ranch, because if you'll recall, that was pretty much Charles Manson's plan. The, the helter skelter plan, which he uh, believed would was, which was in fact a white supremacist plan. Just let's 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 not forget that you know in the annals of genuine white supremacists, all all pejorative slings aside and concerns about the behavior of others aside, there is no question that the Manson family was a white supremacist organization. They were you know they were a little you know they were obviously a little nutty, but they they the plan was, if you'll recall, Helter Skelter, the plan was that uh, eventually there would be a civil war, that uh, blacks and whites would fight, blacks would be physically superior and therefore win, this is according to Charles Manson, And but they wouldn't be smart enough to run things, so they would need some white people to run things for them after they physically overtook all the other white people in the country and killed them, and they just needed a little something to set it off, so we just need to go start the whole thing. We need to start, you know, get goose it a little. You need to goose the... Because that's the problem with a civil war that isn't starting organically. You just got to poke it, right? Um, unfortunately, I guess, uh, you know, fortunately for us and unfortunately for them, uh, it did not work, however gruesome and awful it was. And the idiocy of this very distinctly, un inarguably white supremacist plan by Charles Manson and his followers. It was one of the dumbest things ever. True chat room. But let's be true. Let's be honest about this. It was it was idiocy, but this was what was the root of it. And where, how do we know that Charles Manson's plan was a white supremacist plan and, and based on his idea of white supremacy, besides the actual plan that I laid out to you? Well, of course he got the idea from the White Album. That it, I'm just saying, in this country, which is a vibrant democracy, we have a long and storied history of uh, of crazed lunatics wanting to overthrow the government. From Charles Manson to Timothy McVeigh to the dudes with nunchucks in Florida, um, you know, to you know, groups of uh, black Hebrew Israelites and uh, you know who have. Who are who are looking forward to teaming up with militia guys from Michigan after they're you know after they finish this last bag of jerky they'll be right there. Um, we have these folks among, and and again, in a free country, your your laws have to be very specific. In a dictatorship or in some sort of uh, authoritarian thing, you know you can have things like "Thou shalt not kill," and then the leader can kill you, but he's exempt from the rules entirely, and there's just one rule, and that's it. In a free country, we have all kinds of killing. We've got, you know, depraved indifference. We've got manslaughter. We've got first, second, third degree murder. We've, you know, 
um, we, we, you know, there, there's a there's a lot of lines in there because you have all this room to move in a free society. Maybe, okay, I was being a little too free, but now, but I, I wasn't being that free. Is <laughs> the yes, Lyndon Larouche is being brought up in the chat room, absolutely. Um, or the Moonies, which of course Trump famously did a paid gig for this week. So right now there there's obviously um, a, a lot of you know these sort of wannabes gathering in the in the DC area um and this by the way the the fact that there's a low turnout the fact that it's so far and hopefully it will stay that way not violent and it's just a lot of uh you know infowars wannabes milling milling about complaining about uh tyranny um the reason that that we that that is happening the way it's happening is because the police are handing uh, are handling this as a genuine threat the way they probably should have on January 6th recognizing that these folks are not just you know politically motivated trump supporters who are just really upset that's not who these folks are the politically motivated trump supporters who are just really upset are at home they are yelling at their television set and Fox News the same way they did during the Obama administration when their side wasn't in charge and they grumbled to their friends. And that's a, those are the politically motivated people who are upset. These folks are against democracy. They are anti-democratic forces within the United States trying to create a groundswell of like-minded folks. The problem that they're having, and I think this, uh, you know, is is indicative of both in January on January sixth, them not taking it seriously enough as far as the uh, military, or maybe even being uh, directly, you know, given a stand down order by the Trump administration in terms of the National Guard and the like, or the local police uh, not taking it seriously, is because it's largely fomented or believed to be, exist on social media. This is an affect of social media, and in many ways, it is the the glue that holds it together, but it is not the fundamental reasoning behind it. The The difference this time is the recognition that that glue um, can, can make a lot of very dangerous people stick together in a way that they never would have before. Um, Johnny Million is going to be joining us in the second hour, but I'm with you right now. It's the House Park Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPD Radio. We're going to take a break right now. 773-763-9278 is our number. If you happen to be at the Gen- the Justice for Jan 6 gathering, I suppose, um, which seems to be less a, a, a march than a milling about. We'll be back right after this. <laughs> Attention, attention, stop what you're doing. Because we're coming back to the Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. They went a little crazy with it, and I appreciate it. Now let's get back with Hal Sparks radio program, Mega Worldwide. So it should come as no surprise uh, that there's, that the root of the January 6th um, uprising uh, if they want to call it that. And of course, the uh, September, which is what we're going to call this holiday from now on, um, gathering to uh, fight for the rights of the of the political detainees, all of whom have had bail hearings 
and have either made bail or not made bail based on their behavior and the danger they pose to the public, all of whom have uh, legal representation. All of them have lawyers, either that they are paying for themselves or that the state is providing for them. So this this whole like um, their detainees nonsense has got to go. That their that their legal rights and their their due process are being violated. They're getting due process, but part of your due process involves a bail hearing where the judge gets to look at the kind of person you are, the crimes you've committed in the past or not committed in the past, the crime you were accused of, the severity of it, and whether or not. Um, you seem to be, uh, whether you're pleading innocent to it or saying, I had every reason to attack that police officer. If that's your reasoning, you're going to stay in jail until trial. And that's what's happening with a lot of these folks. The people that they are actually there, that this this quote-unquote rally, which is, again, it's less of a march, more of a milling about, are there to um, to protest the imprisonment of are people who had every ability to go home. They, they, all of them had a bail hearing. All of them could have gone, Your Honor, I got carried away and swept up in the moment. Um, I want to be with my family. I'll wear an ankle monitor. Uh, I, I, this is the first time I've ever done anything like this. I, I've learned my lesson and I will accept the court's judgment when it comes. I, I'm pleading not guilty on reason of, uh, uh, MAGA triggered insanity and I'd like to go home please I want to be home by Wednesday and in most cases when that happened the judges said yeah a lot of these people have gone home a lot of them <laughs> yes <laughs> I'm, they're saying things in the chat room that I can't actually repeat on the radio we're at infotainmentwars.com don't forget to subscribe we're getting so close to 25,000 subscribers on, on our YouTube channel. And this time last year, we couldn't hit five. This is nice. It's, I'm very proud, especially since my birthday is next Saturday and it's the 25th. So 25,000 subscribers would be a nice gift. I'm just saying, just throwing that out there. Um, now, the idea that these folks are political detainees, when in fact, uh, thousands of them that attacked the Capitol on that day have not been charged with anything other than trespassing if they've been charged at all and have been allowed to go home and scream at their ceilings and their television sets means that there's no roundup happening. The people that are there are absolutely the the crap de la crap of the January 6th insurrectionists, the people who engaged in violence, beating police officers with thin blue line flags, wiping excrement in the people's house which they apparently believe is the people's outhouse in this regard. Um, and so watching these you know, these people come out, and maybe that's why the turnout is so low. Maybe, you know, and maybe this is me being, uh, you know, naive and hopeful. But the, the very fact that a lot of the, you know, that the turnout is poor might be the recognition that, like, well, who are you marching for? The same, the folks they were expecting are the people who would go to a Trump rally who might, you know, clap when they hear about the, you know, January 6th people who are in jail and the stories that they hear about them, but they're not going to go and try to bust them out. It's not going to happen. And and so you have a, you know, 
you have a bunch of these folks trying to gin up this cause. Mike Collins, who's uh, 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 running, he's a congressional candidate, um, who's uh, speaking today, says uh, he's actually calling for, he announces, this is for Jackson, he's campaign kickoff for Jackson, Georgia, he's running down there. Um, he has promised to stand up to liberal left-wing wackos, rhinos, elites, and even the Republican establishment, including Kevin McCarthy. There is no level of fealty that you cannot share uh, with these folks uh, to Donald Trump that will go unpunished. And if by some odd chance he becomes speaker and doesn't want to give me a committee assignment, uh, then I'm fine with that. I'll make a great teammate for Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. That's what the time for civility... The time for compromise, that's over with, he says. The time for bipartisanship is done. There is no compromising. That, that I mean, I don't know, but that's a direct quote from a from the Jackson, Georgia congressional candidate. That What he's saying is the time for democracy is over. That Because that's those are the essence. Bipartisanship and compromise is the essence of democracy. It is how you decide on things without violence. And what they've decided is, is that since they can't convince enough people that their ideas actually work because every time they tried them, they failed. And because they actually believe that they should have the right to all to control all the, the levers of government without actually knowing how they work, Taliban style, um, they've just decided that the only way they can win is, is, is through attrition which is anti-democratic. I don't know. Uh, there's no other way to put it. Um, he told the Atlanta journal Constitution, these people deserve their day in court. Everybody deserves their day in court. And I'm going to, I'm going up there to say these people need their day in court and it's time for it to happen. They are all going to get their day in court. Everybody that is detained because of their participation in January 6th, has had a bail hearing where the judge has decided that they are a danger to their fellow citizens, their family members, and others. A lot of these assholes have... Oh, wait, sorry, I swore. I forgot I was on the, I was on the weekday show. Pardon me. A-holes. Beg your pardon. Thanks. Sorry, Chicago. A lot of these folks have, you know, domestic violence charges, um, other issues in their past that made the judge decide, well, in your case, we've sent some other folks home because this is the first time that they've attacked. This is the first time that they've, uh, you know, gone over the line. And even though what they led to, what, you know, what, what, their, what their actions led to was so egregious, what they took part in was so violent, even though because they have no previous criminal charges, um, we're going to let them go home and wait out uh, their, you know, their the period leading up to their trial at home. Now, I would like to remind you, uh, and I'm sure we have folks in the chat room and and those of you at home that are uh, that that during the pandemic found yourself binge watching a lot of uh, true crime or, or watching Manhunter or Mindhunter or other shows like that. Manhunter is the uh, original first uh, Hannibal Lecter movie. Um, and watching those, you you will know that the BTK killer had no criminal record before he was caught. After, you know, strings of, of murders and assaults and all kinds of horribleness, no criminal record. As, as, as held true for the Golden State killer, <laughs> absolutely. Your Honor, my client has never even had so much as a parking ticket. 
yeah, but the crimes he's accused of are pretty awful. And you, there's lot. The state has a lot of evidence that they have presented a preliminary review of to me. And in that evidence, uh, there's videos that he pictures he took of himself with the bodies. I don't think he can walk around while we're waiting for trial. I know it might be a couple of years till we get to trial, but you know that's that's it. I'm concerned about the public at large. Meanwhile, by the way. Uh, everyone on the right wing right now will tell you that the crime spike that is experienced is because DAs are letting too many violent criminals out on the street. That people with uh, with rap sheets as long as a CVS receipt, quote unquote, are being let out of jail when they're caught by by liberal DAs and then they're going on to kill more people. Which is a worthwhile conversation to have. But if you're going to have that conversation, then you certainly can't look at the, the January 6 folks who are being kept behind bars awaiting their trial because they are a danger to themselves, their families, and the public at large and go, yeah, but those people are different. Well, why are they different? Well, because they're Trump supporters. They, 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 have, they have praised fealty to our, 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 our Lord and Salivator, uh, <laughs> Donald John Trump. That's why. They should just be let out. I agree with them. That's why. We got to take a break. We'll be back right after this. It's the House Parks Radio program, Mega Worldwide. Now with fewer swear words, I promise. After the break, we'll be back right after this. I know I'm only on one day a week. I get it. I'm gonna have to jump on uh, GarageBand or sawing something together. This is the House Park Show. And a guitar note, and then progressive and all. That. Yeah, it's gonna be good. Hey, how? Did you mean something like this? This is the house bar show. And a guitar note. And progressive. And all. Yeah, it's going to be good. The house Parks radio program. Mega worldwide. Yeah, it's going to be good. I I have to say, I'm, I, I've been trying to um, hunt down the audio um, of these folks. Yeah, so there's now... Um, a, the rally has gotten to the speeches part. Um, let's, let's check in live with some of the speeches that we might hear, um, from the Jan 6 rally. I'm not sure who this gentleman is. We'll see. The prisoners and our fellow American citizens. My son was with me 100% of the time on J6. When the FBI came. Oh, so you should be in jail too. My doorstep and interrogated me for an hour and a half. And oh, they're he, just they're just cutting around? I'm room in the White House. They're going to sell my house for back taxes. I'm going to need a place to live. I hear Lincoln's room is available. What's your name? Geraldine Lavelle. Can you spell for Oh, good Lord. Yeah, there are, there are literally, as I'm looking at this, there's, there's a guy talking on screen who's one of the January... This is basically the January 6th uh adjacent folks people who were um either uh under guilty conscience they should be in jail as well um but there's there's a uh, like there are dozens as they're interviewing people there are more people doing interviews than are being interviewed at this thing i think america might have a photojournalism addiction <laughs> ma'am can you spell your name for me Look, don't be rude. There, here's the crowd. There's a. I found a shot of the crowd. Okay, so again, in it, there are more cameras at this thing than there are folks that are that are 
there to speak. Like, it's hard to get... I feel bad for the people wanting a front row seat watching this thing happen. Americans and the police officers have perished on uh, J6. You bow your heads and give them a, a couple minutes of silence and ask for God to bless them. Uh, yeah, why did they die? Why were they injured? Yeah, as they spin across the crowd, there are doesn't i mean it's it's not a huge gathering it's it's r thankfully rather pitiful but it is it is peppered across the way with every wannabe vice documentarian that could possibly uh make their way to DC overall this is i mean that's that's what this is end up being and by the way can can i welcome the the one of the reasons i want to bring this up today is because i'm not surprised uh not surprised. Not, I'm not surprised that the, the turnout was low and that this isn't actually uh, ginning up much of a response. In the same way that most of the people who go to Trump's rallies go to all the rallies. There, there's huge groups of them that brag about, you know. Um, and thank you, by the way, Benny Loco and John Schultz and Luis for the super chats today. Bless you guys for that. And and uh, Hal Vickery and of course, uh, I think that was yeah, Seattle Suzy Q. Thank you so much. And and James Etling, thank you for the FCC fine. Oh yeah, well I I think we managed to get around it. Here's here's what I the good news I think of all of this stuff. Trump firing off his ridiculous little statements, them being you know carried by the normal channels on right wing media. Um, everybody kind of semi ignoring uh, ignoring them. Them getting kind of a slight boost. Um, on places like Rumble and Telegram and Gab and Parler and Gitter and and Gummer and and Scooter and uh, Creeper. I don't know what all the right wing social media sites are these days. There's Dopey, Sleazy, Creepy, Doc, and uh, Sonori. Um, the 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 reality is, and I think one of the things you know is we're all you know we're dealing with. The increasingly small numbers of anti-vaxxers who are out there, uh, who while they're getting more intense, are fewer in number. While the vast majority of Americans are finally getting vaccinated or getting around to it, and a lot of the ones who were just waiting for the FDA to clear it, got their appointments, or get, you know waiting for their second one, have got their first dose, or getting their second dose, want to get on with life, want to make sure that you know kids can return to school safely, um, you know, and that the numbers of the you know why were why the news is showing you so many of the crazies that are fomenting these kind of Nicki Minaj fantasies about, uh, you know, concerns about the vaccine and the like, and gatherings like this one, is because the news in general is returning to a level of blissful boredom. The biggest fear in the news media these days, especially after the four years of Donald Trump, where we were all white-knuckling um, as, we, as we drove down the road of our democracy, was that once Biden got in, a lot of what you're seeing, the you know the the alliances that are being formed, even the big scale stuff, the the uh, Australian, U.S. and Korea, and um, U.K. gathering um, of nations, the Quad meetings using you know using economic and military pressure to push back on China. These are kind of things that are reminiscent of reminiscent of political moves in the '60s, the '70s, the '80s, the '90s. There's nothing stands out as an extraordinary, you know, strike. Literally, that the getting out of Afghanistan 
The reason why it was such a big news burst, besides the fact that the Trump administration had backlogged all the SIVs and made them, the Biden administration do two jobs instead of one, getting out, which endangered everyone involved. Um, yeah, I lay it at his feet because the deadline was set by him and it could only be pushed so far and he wouldn't do any of the work leading up to it. All of the SIV people, all of the um, non-essential embassy staff could have all been moved out of the country last year during COVID. Using COVID as an excuse under the cover of COVID, you could have gotten them all out. There's No one even questions that. COVID would have been the perfect reason to withdraw all troops from Afghanistan. But he didn't do it because he, all along he even said at the fire department that he went to the other day, I knew it was going to fall as soon as we left. It was going to go to chaos. The Taliban, I knew the Taliban was going to take over as soon as we got, which is why he didn't do it. Of course, that's what everybody was telling him. That's what they were telling Biden too. And Biden's response was, yes, I know. That's what you guys have been telling everybody. That doesn't. That's not a reason to stay. And now, uh, after we get through this hump and we're dealing with uh, a crush of uh, Haitian migrants at the border, which you could time directly to the assassination of the Haitian president a few weeks ago, a normal reaction, a normal occurrence you could expect. Um, and they're, they're going through the process of either direct expulsion or, or le- allowing some families in, but individuals are being expelled as they come forward. So they just go to the back of the line. So the line keeps growing because it's this, it's, it's a stack of a small stack of people added to the same people being sent back. And they just are trying again and trying again and trying again. And we, this happens all the time at the border. We know this. It's been happening forever. You know how you solve it? Comprehensive immigration reform, which, uh, the Democrats and Joe Biden are presenting and that we should finally get around to. It's got bipartisan support. There's a bill, but bipartisanship and an actual functioning uh, immigration system, that's boring. You can't can't get people angry and scared to the polls. They have to start voting because they care about democracy and and want the best version of a good plan, not the lesser of two evils and freaking out and all that kind of stuff and calling the other side evil. So the, the, the blissful wave of boring government the, the deep sleep people can have with someone like Joe Biden at the helm dealing with even the most difficult issues. I mean, obviously, there's slight differences if you live in Florida or Texas or South Dakota or places where um, they're running out of hospital beds because your governor refuses to take the necessary precautions in an emergency um, as if they're... Uh, it It is literally it become a situation in governors of pro-Trump states that they must show their fealty towards Trump by mitigating any support for uh, the health and safety of their own citizens against COVID um, so that they don't upset him or the minority of his supporters amongst the Republicans in their state, which are often the majority of the voters in their state, for fear of scaring the primary voters, the psychopaths uh, that are, you know, maggots and Trumpsters among them, for fear of of driving those folks away or or even the violence that they get threatened with if they dare do, like the uh, the recent Ohio congressman who's not going to run next time because of threats against his family because he voted for impeachment. For fear of that, they are willing to sacrifice their own citizenry and in every single case, their own voters. Because when you hear 98% of the people who are, are dying are unvaccinated, and, and 95% of the people who are hospitalized are unvaccinated. 
what you're hearing is at this point, people who voted for Donald Trump. And let me be abundantly clear. I've said this in the past and I will say it again. I wish no one ill in this circumstance. I do not revel in the fact that these people are being put on ventilators and saying goodbye to their families via FaceTime. Being crazy or being stupid is not uh, a capital offense in my book for anyone. You can disagree. Many people in my chat room do with me. This is my line. This is where I draw my line in ethically, morally. And these governors, all of them, it, it is if, remember when Trump was talking about the hurricane reaching Alabama and he used his Sharpie to draw that line and the governors of those states had to shore up their hurricane defense and go on television and say, yeah, we're prepping our FEMA and stuff. Not only to um, to let Trump know that they're in on it with him. They will, you know, they'll protect his lie, protect his ridiculous Sharpie stunt by pretending it's genuine. But also talk to the Trumpsters in their own state going, yes, I take Trump king of weather's word over reality. Don't get mad at me. And so Jacqueline in our chat saying they're victims of propaganda. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And, 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 and a level of propaganda that predates Trump and has been, you know, ginning up for years that start with everything from flat earth conspiracies and the zeitgeist movies and the, and, and the, the viewership that supported them and the artificial bot viewership that pushes those things to the top so that you spend all of your time questioning um, your country, your government and, and its function or its worth as a democracy and ignore the growing threat of uh, of Russia or what China is doing with the Uyghurs or expansionism in the South China Seas, those kind of things, which normally would be the international worries of the American people um, because of their concern for the freedom of other human beings on the planet. We'll take a break. We'll be back right after this. It's the House Park Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on WCPT Radio, Chicago's Progressive Talk, 773-763-9278. We'll take your calls. Boy, it, it sure does help that the 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 guy who's um, running the January 6th thing that's uh, that's in charge of it doesn't look like a like a skinhead video game character or anything. We already have poll numbers that show essentially half of the public believes that the government is holding political prisoners. That came from Rasmussen. <laughs> from Rasmussen. Half of the public. The people who regularly pick up the phone when Rasmussen calls, that half the public thinks that political prisoners are being held. Political. Yes, Lord of the Thumbs. <laughs> it's, not, it's not partisan. 45% of Democrats agree with that. No, they do not. They certainly do not. 45% of Democrats do not think that the people who attacked the Capitol on January 6th are political prisoners. Like that, that's just beyond goofy. Say 15%. Say something that even sounds reasonable, like the same people who, you know, the Marianne Williamson wing of the anti-vaxxer Democrats think that uh, political prisoners are a problem and that some of these people, all they did was trespass and they should probably go home. But they, they don't, But the people who attacked stuff or shit on the walls, they, those probably should, yeah. The Lex Luthor look is, is big in the right wing these days. 
47%. In fact, yesterday, I had a wonderful interview, which is, uh, you can see the full live stream, because I don't chop it up, but the live, full live stream up with my good new friend from MSNBC, Miss Yasmin. And after the interview, a guy who had watched the whole thing, I've never recognized before, came up and started to be rather critical of the line of questioning, saying that, it was completely come back in five seconds. They can't paint every person hitting a police officer with uh, a fire extinguisher or violence like that or destroying this is Damien Perdue property. of Think Theory Radio. Saturdays at 6 p.m. You're listening to House Sparks radio program Mega Worldwide. Uh, I thought there was going to be like a new one every break. I was so excited. You want more, Hal? We'll give you more. House Parks Radio Program, Mega Worldwide on Chicago's Progressive Talk, WCBT 820. Hoo-yah! Welcome back to the show, everybody. So we were tuning in to some of the speeches that were on. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Um, so this, uh, I, I'm blitzing on the young man's name. We'll just call him uh, Lex Loser. I like that. I think that works. Um, le- uh, and um, he, he makes an interesting statement. I'll see if I can grab the, the piece of it here. Democrats agree with that. Hold on. So this was the idea. He's, he's presenting to these folks that, um, that the majority of Americans believe that the people who are arrested on January 6th who are still in jail are indeed political prisoners. That the majority of Americans believe this. We actually have one person who's also here, or a couple, that were also with us at the United Nations a few weeks ago. Can we hear from you all? Yeah, they're the same people, dum-dum. But you see the crowd now. Yes, for those of you that don't uh, haven't seen this guy, um, his uh, um, let's see, I, I might be able to find um, you know his info. But the guy who's actually coordinating it, if you want to know what he looks like, if you ever watched the game Hitman and decided, I wonder what an eight bit version of this game would be like, that would work. It, um, but I do think Lex, I do think uh, Lex Loser actually works great. I, I think that that'll stick. And this is because of persistence. Our message is reaching our fellow American citizens. No, it is not. It is the it is largely empty. We already have poll numbers that show essentially half of the public believes that the government is holding political prisoners. That, came- <laughs> that essentially, yeah, that essentially says. Rasmussen. And it's not it's not partisan. Forty five percent of Democrats agree with that. Now, uh, now, imagine actually hearing that. Being, you went all the way to D.C. for this rally, even though your uh, uh, der fodder told you not to go because it's probably a honeypot. <laughs> and the some of the, you know, the chat rooms you're on are like, dude, it's just an FBI sting. Don't go. But you did anyways because you're you really want to show your support. And you're not afraid of these jackbooted thugs. And so you you go all the way to D.C., stand in a crowd where you are, you and your supporters of this message are outnumbered by photojournalists two to one. And the guy who put the thing on, uh, on, who knows full well that there's more press there than people, you know, than regular people, the press are people too, I'm just saying. <laughs> three to one, <laughs> nobody now, yeah. Gets up there and tells you in this sparse, pitiful crowd that 50% of Democrats believe that the people being held for attacking police officers and crapping in the Capitol 
and breaking windows and and chanting hang Mike Pence and building a gallows, a gallows on the Capitol grounds are political prisoners. That Democrats, that half of Democrats believe this. Imagine what you would feel like if you were there. Oh my gosh, thank you, Trish. Gorman for the super chat, giving in the name of those uh, that love horses that will donate resources. Give to your charity. Happy birth. Oh, thank you so much. Yes, Trish, I will pass that on. For um, anybody that wants to give to a charity in my name for my birthday, uh, Wild Horse Ranch Rescue is my preferred charity. Um, I also support um, Project Angel Food, if that's more your speed. But both of those uh, would be lovely, and they both deserve all the help they can get. So there you go. Well, I, I will be posting links all week. Um, but, uh, anyways, Lex Loser, who put this on, um, is telling a, a crowd of 19 sympathizers and 600 photojournalists that 40% of Democrats actually, actually think that January 6th folks are detainees held by the, uh, held illegally as political prisoners by the Biden regime. Um, now... Granted, if I was standing there and I I had gone through this, I would have a great awakening, I think. You know, not in the Q style, obviously. I think we would all wake up in that moment and go, oh oh my gosh, I've been playing three-card Monty this whole time. The game was rigged from the start. Uh, The kid sees dead people. He's been, I'm dead. I've been dead this whole time. Like every single realization moment you could possibly have that you've been suckered would come just barreling towards your prefrontal cortex and scream at you to go home. But the fact that this guy would stand up in front of this pitiful crowd and tell them that they're not alone, that half of the American people support them and believe what they're saying, What what brought you here today with the hopes of giving a second go at it is supported by half of the American populace, including half of Democrats. Now, if he had just stopped at, you know, 80% of Republicans believe this because most of the sensible Republicans aren't calling themselves Republicans anymore or are identifying as independents, just like after uh, Bush uh, 2 and the Afghan-Iraq debacles started, a lot of, uh, you know, what became the Obama independence, people who just voted against that to prove that ah, I didn't vote for, I'm an independent. I didn't, I mean, I voted for Bush twice and I was a registered Republican, but I'm an independent now. And to prove my independent bona fide, I'm not ready to be a Democrat, but I'll vote for Obama because I don't like the other guy and it will just stay in there. And I just want to, I want to prove that I want to get us out, even though I voted twice to keep us in. Um, that those people have all left again. They run for the hills from their, you know, the big R on their shirt. They hang up the jersey when they're too embarrassed. Um, and those those folks aren't included in these kind of polls anymore. When Rasmussen calls people up and says, are you a Republican? They go, yeah! Then Rasmussen asks them the rest of the questions. If they go, are you a Republican? Well, I was registered as a Republican. Hello? 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 Um... Matt in our chat room saying, if they're detainees, we have a dog kennel at Gitmo for them. I, you know, it's curious. Um, imagine the the craziness that will come when the Biden administration announces later this year that they're closing Gitmo. Just count on it. It's on its way. It's in it's in the works. It's in the shoot. I'm not 
a part of the administration. I don't have any inside track, but I'm just telling you as somebody who's uh, right as often as you can predict people are, who are unvaccinated end up in the hospital 95 to 97% of the time. I, you know, at a pretty good batting average that that's going to happen either by December or January. The, the moves to close Gitmo permanently will happen. Imagine, if you will, these folks, the, the justice for Jan 6 folks, as January 6 approaches again, and they decide to have another pitiful rally, that the United States is closing Gitmo, and, and yet these political de- detainees are still awaiting trial because they keep firing their lawyers and lashing out at judges and threatening people. And so they get, you know, limited it's it's difficult to get their trial in order because they they start chucking bags of poo through the bars of their cell and say i'm a sovereign citizen and i should be freed and then they try to assault a guard and then they're on trial for assaulting a guard and then the question becomes do they did the trial for assaulting the guard happen before the the trial for assaulting a police officer in the capital happened oh god and these people are working through that legal uh, Gordian knot that they've created for themselves all the while uh, Bush administration uh, you know uh, at, you know, fans Trump administration fans who no longer call themselves Republicans are like I don't, I don't know these guys I don't know who they are I don't know who they are I've never I've never even seen these guys before um, and the and the Biden administration is of course closing Gitmo it just the the wailing and gnashing of teeth will be gorgeous. Um, by the way, we're on the radio. If you don't know, WCPTA20.com is a great website uh, to you know program into your bookmarks. And of course, you can put 820 AM in your car. Just set and hit the button or just hit the button and hold it. I don't know how your car works, but it should have one of those buttons. It really should. Um, and, and of course, we're here every Saturday and we stream live at infotainmentwars.com where we have a lovely chat going on right now and you can like and subscribe on the YouTube channel, which would really help us out. We're getting close to our goal of 25,000. It's amazing. Once we hit that point, the algorithm just kicks us up another notch and it's a, you know, and then we're on a bullet train to 100K and it's going to be crazy and I, I'm very excited. So um, this, I mean, they're, they're interviewing folks and and then having ongoing speakers at this event, and and Lex Loser is I guess hosting all of these folks. So as instead of having a lineup of spokespeople and then this guy who put the whole thing on coming up and giving you know the keynote speech about it and organizing the entire thing, he's basically just intro- in- introducing the folks that are related um, to um, the folks who are in jail right now some of whom feel guilty for turning them in in the first place. Um, When we get back after the break, Johnny Million will be joining us. We'll be taking your calls, 773-763-9278. If you're live at the January 6th rally, please let us know. Also, there's lots of other news happening in the world that is extraordinary. The U.S.-Australian-U.K. alliance that formed this week is causing all kinds of rows. The French pulled their ambassador from the United States this week. Yeah, you heard that right. Are we doing Freedom Fries again? We'll be back.